Filipino Fridays podcast. I am your host, OJ, along with my co-hosts. Archie, hey! It's Archia. What's up? What's up? And we have a special episode for you guys today. We have no guests. It's just going to be us and the fam. I hope you like that. But I believe my Ate Archie has something to tell us. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe this has crossed your mind once or twice, guys. Uh, I know we're all from different parts of the world and maybe some Filipino communities are thriving a little bit better than others. I mean, my assumption is, you know, there's there's a lot of Filipinos up in like, you know, California area. <laughs> Lots of Filipinos up in the east side uh, Toronto area. Uh, there's Filipinos everywhere, but maybe there's a larger concentrated population uh, in some regions more so than others. And I'm always so curious, you know, not to really compare to here in Vancouver, but I'm always curious as to how some Filipino communities are more prosperous or thriving in supporting each other than others. So I recently, you know, met up with a couple individuals and we were kind of just analyzing kind of what our Filipino community here looks like in Vancouver right? And how it impacts the younger generation. And, you know, here in Filipino Fridays podcast, we're pretty uh, brazen and just tackling these issues or conversations that maybe are uncomfortable or having these conversations that maybe you've thought of, but haven't really um, felt safe to talk about. And so one of the thoughts that I had was, what happened? (laughs) <laughs> you know, uh, once upon a time, the 90s, early 2000s, uh, I feel like the Filipino community here was popping across the ages. You know, you got your, you got the old ones, the young ones, we're all gathered together. We used to have regular Philippine Independence Days, you know, every June in this big, you know, giant venue. We lost the venue, kind of started falling apart from there. And then everybody started doing their own thing, right? There's people from different parts of Vancouver doing their own thing. There's different, you know, you, you got the Ilcanos doing something, the, you know, the, the, the different areas of the Philippines that you would be in the Philippines, wait, the different areas that you would belong to in the Philippines has kind of translated over here. And then, so we're scattered. We're kind of sort of disjointed. I mean, you know, I might be wrong. I am free to be corrected. Any one of y'all who are listening, you, you're like, you no, talk- you're wrong. Are you talking about like that? The Filipino ethnic groups, like the- yes, that's right, that's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So everyone's kind of doing their own thing, but there's also <laughs> there's also groups of people who kind of just serve themselves or. <laughs> you know, sila sila lang, or it's just us rather than kind of extending it out to include the collective community. And um, what else was I? I talked about this with my grandpa. We kind of dissected this a little bit. I said, you know, how come it's like that? And then he's like, well, it's kind of sort of similar to how it is in the Philippines. When when somebody uh, when somebody is doing well and successful and they're thriving, you know, my my naiinggit. Or in translation, like there's somebody who's jealous or envious. So they always find a way to like drag them down or then they start doing their own thing rather than thinking about talking about working together or supporting together. So that's why a lot of the times, you know, the toxic Filipino trait would be crab mentality. Yes. Right. Where you're dragging each other down. 
But then there's also this like attitude, this energy that nobody can explain as to not being happy for each other. And then it actually even gets escalated where there's like infighting, right? Among <laughs> among groups or organizations. And then you see it all fall apart. And then that's why I feel like it has kept us from prospering, from thriving. So yeah, what are your thoughts about that, guys? Well, you know, during COVID, I'll, 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 it's better to compare this to times right now, right? COVID, I'll, I'll, I was doing some research and during COVID, the Philippines has dropped off out of the uh, ASEAN organization, Southeast Asian Association or whatever. We have dropped off to being the most least organized country and have gone poorer than like Vietnam, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia. We have like dropped off like significantly. And the reason why we cannot prosper is because there's no, it's, it's exactly what you just said. We're jealous. You don't like, we're envious of other people. And I'm pretty sure I'll, I'll speak to about my parents real quick. You know, like Manny Pacquiao, they talk so much crap about this guy. Like he's stupid. He never finished high school. Blah blah blah. He has so much money, but then when it's time to fight, they'll they'll support him like all the way. Pac-Man, let's go. <laughs> you know, and I don't know, man. Like I find I find myself. I think it's in our genes because I find myself doing that too. The emotional creature in us. Like I, I feel like Filipinos are so passionate about their emotions, and so when like they're unhappy or sad or jealous or envious, it's an extreme emotion and like PM was born yeah <laughs> take it away <laughs> what's that song by uh which one um, Yang Is it Yang? yeah 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 oh i sang that for james we just can't get along yeah we can't get along. why is that you know, I, I have to share with you guys a story um, that I heard from my grandpa. And <clears throat> you guys can jump in on this. You know, he told me the first Chinese Filipinos who came to the Cebu area or who came to the Philippines, right? Um, they really wanted to see their community thrive. So they invested, provided capital and wanted to make sure that whoever had come and whoever had immigrated was able to flourish and at least try up to three times. Like, for example, like, okay, I want to start a, you know, tindahan, I want to start a convenience store or, um, you know, those pharmacies, right? Um, they'll be like, okay, okay, we'll support you. We'll, we'll pull in money, we'll help you. And then afterwards, it's like, Okay, so this didn't do well. Okay, I'm going to try again. And so that whole community will back them again, like the the families, and they'll back them again. And then let's say it doesn't do well. They're like, okay, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll help you out for the third time. And usually by the third time, you've worked out all the kinks, you get it, and then you see yourself flourish, and then you pay that back, right? And then you just support each other that way. And that's how, you know, when we talk about, History, it's it's well known that uh, the Chinese Filipinos try to kind of keep it within <laughs> within the community, you know, within each other. And there's been movies and Manopo movies about this where it's like no intermingling of Filipinos and Chinese because you got to keep the wealth together, right? And it's like, well, let's think about this in a in a larger scale. Um, why wouldn't you want to support, you know, each Filipino business? 
you know, and maybe they're doing something good. And I'm not going to lie, maybe for us, maybe somebody out there is angry <laughs> about us doing Filipino Fridays, right? And if, well, wait, hold up before you continue. If there's someone that's angry about us making this podcast, F you. <laughs> <laughs> F you. Filipino Friday. I don't know if uh, I don't know if you want me to swear or not, so I just said that. No, nah, no, nah. you're good. You're good. Thank you for censoring yourself. You know, Filipinos can be proud to be Filipinos. Where is it where your pride is more important than your culture, or seeing your culture be successful? I know. What do you guys think? I see the younger generation, like us, like millennials, supporting more like small, like Pinoy businesses than like the older generation. I don't know why. That's what I see. I feel like the the supporting local businesses only came up for COVID, though. That's true. I mean, it's the nature of the situation. (laughs) Right. But 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 even before COVID, though, like no one has really been like supporting I, I, yeah, like no one really has just been supporting Filipinos in general. Like, you know, like there, we live in Vancouver, right? Vancouver has uh, the two. Who? What are the two minorities, the richer minorities that do that? You know, support each other's communities with wealth and all that. It would be the the Chinese and the Indians, and we'll put the Koreans in the back there just to keep them in the running. Honorable, right? And, yeah, for my girlfriend. That's and why they got their own Korea town, man. Come on. No, Imagine like, a whole Filipino town here, yo. We we do, we do, but it's like <laughs> so small. It's so small that like and it's like surprising because it's one of the oldest communities. Joyce? No, Filipino communities is one of the oldest yeah, and it's still the smallest. Yeah, like that Joyce Fraser area. Anyways, carry on sorry what were you like, saying yo like the, you okay. you see that pattern within the indian community whenever someone wants to start a new trucking business they want to start a new farm business they want to start i don't know whatever they just, taxis right taxis. they help each other they hook, they hook each other up with a we got a lot of indian cab drivers here and that might be a stereotype but that's, because, <laughs> but that's because they help each other they give each other jobs yeah. i mean it's not like we don't do it here in the follow filipinos but more so for them. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just, How can we explain why we let that um, hold us back from being successful, right? Like being full of pride, being envious. Where did that come from in the it's Filipino It's some deeper culture? stuff. It's deep. Do, do you think that our mentality is like, uh, like, it's too, some people think it's too cringe. We're like, oh, owning a business is, oh, that's too cringe or like, being involved in politics is it's too much like you don't want to be in the public eye because you don't really see i'm filipinos in in politics or in the business world too much right they either like half and if they are half they're like more white than they are Mm -hmm. filipino you know what i'm saying there hasn't been a major like filipino identity first business figure that you would follow let's say in 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 um here in Canada or here in Vancouver, it's more so the Filipino part of it takes a seat back. <laughs> like I am myself, like I am my brand and this is why it's successful. But the Filipino part is not, you know, it's not first. Like that, that's, you know, I'm not going to mention names here, but there are some people that I have in mind that I, I admire and are incredibly successful figures here in the Vancouver area. But they don't 
they do not uh, articulate themselves as Filipinos. Are no. they half? No. They're full? They're pure. Yes. They need to do it. We don't know. We don't know the reasoning. Again, let's always keep an open mind, everybody. Maybe somebody has had negative experiences growing up with what it's like to be Filipino, right? Like we had talked about in previous episodes, like there's certain experiences that happen to you that makes you think like, man, I don't want to be Filipino. I hate this community. These Filipinos are always fighting. They don't support each other. They're always jealous of each other. They can't get along. (sighs) See, that's how I feel working with Filipinos. You got a dip out of there. I shared this in our, I think it was a little bit, but uh, yeah, at my previous job, like after that, I never wanted to work with Filipinos ever again. Traumatized me, hated it. And then now I work for. Because they excluded you. They excluded you. Yeah. And like, keep in mind, they're like older, like titas, borderline lolas, you know. So expected, that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And then now I work for um, a Filipino franchise, but it's like super, like, yeah, like younger generation Filipinos. And I thought, okay, like I'll go into it with an open mind. Like it should be better. Like, come on, they're younger. No, like <laughs> same, same crap. It's the same thing, if not even worse. Cause like, uh, I'll touch on it like a little bit, but I had my evaluation for work and they said that I'm unintentionally intimidating because, because I'm because I'm I don't speak the language. I'm born in Canada. I don't I have a very different vernacular than they do. And also I live in a city in British Columbia that's pretty uh, hood, so to speak. And so it just doesn't match and like I don't know how to talk to them. They don't know how to talk to me. It's just we don't talk to each other at work. So I'm just like, okay, well, this is like almost a waste of my time, like my energy. But, you know, I'm like, like, why can't we just like get along? Why can't we all just get along? Like, I don't get it. We're all the same people. Don't claim by a neon spirit if you're not going to be about it. Don't claim it if you're not going to be about it, you know? So who do you think should make the first move in fixing that misunderstanding in general see i don't know because when my supervisor talked to me about it she said you know it's not your fault that you're that they're intimidated by you but it's also they need to change something about themselves too and i'm like okay yeah like it's always going to be a two-way street but like i don't talk like Sun all charot like I don't talk like this, <laughs> you know, and I don't talk like that. I don't get along with people like that, honestly. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, I'm just here to work, pretty much. Can Filipinos who let's say are more are more so fr- from the Philippines than Filipinos who grew up here, can can they ever? get to the same page mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that so. I, I personally think, just don't you know no really no i think they no. can i think they can but here's what filipinos born in the philippines think right okay and this Break is goes for your parents my parents or even filipinos that come here they're around our age okay as soon as they find out that you're born in canada or united states they automatically disconnect from you and say, yo, this guy's not Filipino. This girl is not Filipino. That's the initial reaction, right? But then again, if you look at it from their side, let's say we were to go to the Philippines, right? And you can't articulate that the, the dialect or whatever. When you speak English, the burden on us, 
the burden goes on them to speak English, which they're not comfortable, right? And that goes, you know, I was, you gave your example at work, right? Like, oh, it's because you don't speak. That's because they can't speak it too, right? So they're intimidated by you, maybe. I'm only speculating. I'm only guessing. They're intimidated by you because your English is so good. And then unconsciously for you, it's the same way. You want to know how to speak Tagalog or whatever they want to speak, but you can't. So then there's that disconnect to be like, there's that little tension. There's that little tension being like, okay, I'm not one of them. She's not one of us. He's not one of us. So let's 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 keep our distance. We'll we'll be civil, but we'll keep our distance, right? See, yeah, and then that's like what messes up the whole like vibe of the work. Because like for example, I'll have two of the other like Filipinos, quote unquote, Tagalog speaking, but we don't talk the entire day. But it's just them two talking the entire time. And then if it's like a different shift with one of the Tagalog speaking people and me, no conversation for nine out like eight nine hours and i'm like bruh like this is such a whack shift like it just feels so boring and i'm wasting my time you know and i'm like okay well i mean at the end of the day i'm there to work and hustle but it just don't feel like it's not enjoying you know now do the other cultures i don't know maybe you guys know i don't do the other cultures have this similar issue with us like do they also have crab mentality doesn't seem like it do they also have this disconnect where it's like filipino in the diaspora versus filipino from the philippines and can't connect because there's this intimidation between trying to understand each other do you guys know if other cultures have any other things like this see when i asked when i asked james uh yeah when i asked my partner (laughs) it's pretty black and white for them like you're you ain't chinese if you're from here you're, you're like, you know, CBC, Chinese born Canadian. Like you're, you're not a true Chinese person. I was like, really? Because in, in my thoughts, it's like, doesn't matter if you're born here, you're still Filipino. You're ethnically Filipino. You're half Filipino. You're still Filipino. Right. But for them, it's like pretty like, like you're either Chinese from like the motherland or you're like Chinese from here. But, but when, from the motherland? But they speak Mandarin though here. So that's the thing. There's that, you know, there's that there. Uh, some other people might have different experiences, but a lot of the times the Chinese born Canadians can speak Mandarin or somewhat have, you know, gone to Chinese school or that there isn't that divide. But I mean, Filipinos can speak English to each other. I don't understand. That's what messes me up at work. I'm like, yo, you, I don't can, talk you can tag English with me. I don't care. I'll, I'll like like as long as we're engaging you know trying to find like some common ground at least like since I've started working for a Filipino tra- franchise no one has ever actually tried to get to know me ask me questions blah 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 and I'm like okay have well, you done I don't want to yeah I have but it's just like you put in the effort yeah I have and it's just like these little like short half-ass answers and I'm like okay well I don't deserve that energy either so I'm just gonna give you the what you're giving me your Filipino pride is showing girl <laughs> I'm just saying, get in there. Yeah, you have more. Okay, it's not that you make yourself intimidating, but if they perceive it in that way, you have more of the ground to approach, right? And unfortunately for us in the Filipino diaspora here, I'm sorry, y'all, if the work's going to happen from anyone it's more likely going to be from us because you can't expect somebody who's been conditioned or grew up from the Philippines or even have had that mindset, right, of that disconnect between me as a Filipino from the Philippines and 
versus Filipino from the diaspora and expect them to be able to make the first move. Alam mo naman, and you guys know, we have this concept of hiya, which is huge when it, when it comes to being ashamed, being ashamed of not being able to speak English, being ashamed of, you know, having to start fresh or being ashamed from being, you know, somebody else in the Philippines and having to be something else that you didn't expect to be here in the diaspora, right? Like there, that hiya, that concept of shame is so strong. And so when it comes to the comfort level, like let's put it out there. If there's anybody else who's going to extend that olive branch, let's think about it this way. You know, if you really care about your community, if you really care about your culture, if you really care about connecting with your fellow Filipinos, unfortunately, the work is going to have to come from us. And you know what the funny part is about this is that sometimes or maybe a lot of the times this attitude doesn't come from the Filipinos who are from the diaspora. They get the neg- negative experience of being treated or excluded or outcasted from somebody who, let's say, is from Filipinos from the Philippines, more so than the other way around, right? Um, and so that builds that tension. So, you know, if- well, every time I walk into work and there's only like just Tagalog speaking people, man, it's tension all around. And Yo, man, like, you should try and, try, try and plug in your Tagalog in there, man. I, I, I know exactly what you feel because I used to work in this restaurant place where it was mostly Filipino the, the fobs, and I, I I always got along with them because like I would I would joke around with them all day like you you'll see like you know like I'll joke with them all day and they're Thing surprised. Is, I try to do that like I I'm a pretty humorous person I'll say jokes like that too but they're the serious type of Filipinos is what I'm trying to say. Like the serious, like hella traditional, like Filipinos. My manager, my supervisor was like, yeah, you can't really change them. That's how they um, were just brought up. They always just work, 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 work. Like they're not humorous like you are. Younger, like a year younger than me, two or three years older than me. Like we're literally all the same age. And I'm like, Hella formal, damn. Like what? Do, like my vibe is not not their vibe for sure. And good Archie, I can't get up in there, nah. And I'm not even gonna. Well, we can leave this for another episode. But like this whole mamster thing, gotta go. No, no way they're saying that. <laughs> yeah, and people. Nice. <laughs> they get people. Customers are getting pissed off being called mamster. You're assuming their identity. You know, you can't. That doesn't roll in this area. You know, but that can be another episode. I mean, most of our demographic who listen to this are really like, you know, millennials, Filipino millennials and located in the diaspora, specifically North America. So I'm going to be very specific with this type of messaging that I'm going to center. Right. We're going to have to do the work, y'all. You know, we're going to have to do this together. And what's really interesting is that, you know, Filipinos in the diaspora are discovering more and more. And they're so much more curious about their culture, their identity, uh, more so sometimes than the Filipinos in the Philippines. Right. Um, And when it comes to achieving the consciousness of being in touch with who you are in your heritage and your ethnicity, and especially because you're not in the motherland and you're out here as part of the diaspora, part of the hard work comes from having to be the person to make that first move, 
or have that conversation. And if, you know, in your case, Archia, like you've been trying, it just can't get in there, right? It's just having that patience because the thing is, if we, if you let that stop you, just like in a larger scale, we've allowed pride and emotions and envy um, and he um, get in the way of our community thriving. We're never going to see the type of unity, let's say, that the Black community has. Then we're never going to see kind of the prosperity that the Chinese community has seen. You're never going to get that familial um, unison that the Indian community has seen. So, you know, there are What's so unique about us, we're all from different parts of the islands. Our families are all from different, you know, different islands in the Philippines, but yet Filipinos are global. They can speak English and there's still this disconnect between Filipinos from the Philippines and Filipinos from the diaspora. Like, and some of it is attitude and it's also what compounds as generational, right? Now you're getting opinions from the old generation versus this new generation and having like, you know, conversations that they considered new age, like regarding mental health and <laughs> regarding, you know, sexual identity, right? Regarding religious beliefs. So many nuances when it comes to our culture. I know. What do you guys think? Yeah, you know, I, I, I agree. Um, I'll go on like one little banter going back to like you were talking about like languages and stuff. Mm-hmm. I noticed that we are the, you know, you, you meet like a Spanish person that's born here. Yeah, they know how to speak Spanish. You meet an Indian person here. Yeah, they know how to speak Punjabi or Hindi. You meet a Chinese person that's born here. Yeah, they know how to speak Chinese. But it's not, you don't really see that in Filipinos, I find. You know, you in your case, you were born there, you were, uh, you're sorry, you're born here, but you were sent there when you were a kid. That's how you know how to speak it. But you don't really see that here, for example, me. Well, I, I can speak it, but it's not like to the same level as like, I don't know, someone here. And I feel like if you knew, if we knew how to speak the language or it was taught to us that like, you know, the Filipino language was very important, that disconnect that our chill uh, would would be that gap would be smaller, you know. Yeah, I agree. I do. <laughs> where we're at, <laughs> that's where we're at. So pepper, pe- pepper in some Tagalog in there, and not just Tagalog. If you know they're Ilocano, and be like, "Yo, man, can you teach me some 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 phrases?" Or uh, if you're Bisaya, right? Like teach. Yeah, me where some are they from? I said, "Yo, you know what? Let's help you solve this right now." Yeah, where are they from? Where, are you, where, are you, where are you from in the Philippines? Well, I know there's two of them from. Uh, that speak Ilocano, but like it's always just them two, and I'm just like there. I can't understand what they're saying either. I can't understand Ilocano, so <laughs> that's like like when I'm there. They, no, they're okay. No, not even really. They're just everyone's just reserved there, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> gotta sprinkle a little. Are you like, the only one that's born there, and everyone else is fall? Yeah, I'm the minority. Yo, this is a chance for you to be. Yeah, leader, to be even closer. Be yeah. Closer. I brought up a conversation with a, another coworker. Well, I actually like this coworker because he's gay. <laughs> he, <laughs> he just gets he gets being a minority, he gets the vibe, and we talk the same. Like he's he's been in Canada longer than most. And so like we have the same vernacular, same vibe. So when I work I, I look forward to working with him, but I rarely do. 
And so when he's there, that's when like I get to talk. And one time with one of the Tagalog speaking ones, like just in the back, I'm like, so how big do you think the gap is between the people born in the Philippines and the people born here? And then I also ask him like, oh, like, what do you think about Bayanian spirit? And he's like, oh, it's about like, you know, like loving, being welcoming to other. And I'm like, okay, well, how come I don't get that here then? <laughs> like, you know, and I'm saying that out loud to like the ones who speaks Tagalog and she's the, the quiet one, the more reserved one. And she's just listening. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm just, as long as you listen, that's like, that's it. <laughs> but how he like explains it makes it more like a buffer. So there's not enough tension. Like there's not tension in the room. Like he's a very humorous out, like very flamboyant dude. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's a chill vibe, but like, if, had he not been there, <laughs> no conversation. I know how to fix this. I know how to freaking fix this. All right. Oh, sorry. I know how to fix this. All right. I'm going to take the Filipino out of it to start. Okay. If there's a weird vibe between me and another person, right? And you you work together and you you know you're going to continue to work together. I'd be like, hey, man, I just want to be clear. I think I'm misunderstanding things because I'm feeling this way. Can we chat about this a little bit? Right. So what is what what the what is adding to the gap here? What is adding to the tension here is you're getting like fob versus non fob. Yeah. You got to like stop fob, making it about that. Like yeah. Us fob versus, versus, versus like, like yeah. And I know you cannot help it. There is this bias. You had a really traumatizing experience from your previous place of work where you got the older generational titas, you know, excluding you out casting you because you were born here right and that you know i already said like mga titas let's stop this there was an opportunity to teach someone about what it means to be filipino you could have shared your experiences with them but let's just you know forget that let's move past so take that part out of it first because that is what is affecting your emotions if this was a white guy if there's like you know that black girl right and like you guys are in the same place you would come to be you would come together and be like hey man i think there's like some weird vibes i kind of want to fix it we're going to be working together regularly i'm going to see you all the time i really want to get you know get along like can we like chat about this a little bit and see how we can fix any misunderstandings that is i think my advice well, and for all of you out there, you know, who are feeling the same kind of weird vibe slash gap versus Filipinos from the Philippines versus Filipinos from, who were born here. Right. Take that out of it. <laughs> Take that out of it to start. Right. If this is just another person, a different ethnicity, just anybody else. Right. Even like, let's say if it's somebody like another Filipino who was born here like me. Right. And me and that person, we're like, we had, we got a weird vibe and it's like, yo, why is it weird? Like, let's let, let's talk about this. Right. It'll be fine. Like you can work through the problem together. But in this case, it's like that's already an issue for a culture where you're getting this like one versus the other. So take it out. I also like adding on. It's also tone, too, because whenever I like say something or whatever, they always sound defensive. Even if it's like a simple question, like uh, like a yes or no question, they'd be like, no. Like, like I asked something stupid, but I'm like, okay, like I just asked you a question for clarification. You don't have to 
well, you don't got to talk to me that way. So it's just like a, a, like a turn off. And I'm like, where, like, communication skills, too, is just, I don't know, man. Yo, this, uh, okay, let me put my, oh, sorry, you're going to go? No, go for it. Okay, I was no, like, yeah. I was hyping you up with my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I was hyping you up with my hands. Be like, go, 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 okay, go. Let's get it. off, Yo. bro, let's go. <laughs> Yo, as, you know, my younger cousin, you know, I'm going to tell you, man, you, you got to stop that us versus them, because I used to feel that same way, too, okay? But that us versus them mentality and i know it's easier said than done okay but you have to us being born here we don't have the same experience as them right obviously they come from they they moved a different country at your age or even younger they have there's some there's some traumatic stress in that because i even felt yo you, you know how i felt man just moving from montreal to vancouver just imagine <laughs> just imagine them moving from a different country to here i was talking with this one filipino guy he used to watch you know like the typical like high school movies where there's like that one bully the jock guy and he'd, he'd screw around with this young skinny kid they thought that was real and i looked at him like crazy like you know that's where they come from right so that that um happens in the workplace as well okay and now you being the minority I think this is a chance for you to get closer with them. And you being the only one that speaks well in English, you can be their supervisor. You can be a manager. You can be the voice for them, right? This is a chance for you to get up there. Like, seriously. Because if there's a problem, like a customer service problem in your workplace, you think they're going to be like, oh, mom, sir, I did it. I did it. Knew that could happen. Like, no, they're not. No, yeah, usually whenever, like, someone messes up an order, if the wait is too long, I'm always the one being sent talking to the customer because they can't talk. And I'm like, okay, like, cool. Like, I don't, I really don't mind. I love customer service. I love helping people out. But it's just kind of like seeing it, seeing it play out is so cringe because you see a customer complaining to the, like, manager or whoever who's like fob and they like cannot communicate and i'm just standing there for like two seconds before i intervene <laughs> i'm just like damn and like this this is painful now now imagine how they feel mm-hmm. you get this white person be like you messed up my order like it's like they are they already feel severely uncomfortable having to deal with this person. There's just like I just need a job. I need to do this. Um and here's a job I can do, right? And I'm going to try my best. Be like, "Hi, what's your order?" They messed it up. And then you get this angry white person or angry whatever person being like, "You screwed up my order." Even more so that shame, like you just want to crawl into a corner and die. Like that feeling is what they're experiencing. And then it's like, oh, well, I don't want to piss off this customer anymore. Okay, Archia, go out there. Right? The thing is, you can, I'm not you can, even you, like you, called to do, well, most of part, I'm just not called to do. I just want to see it happen. And I'm like, okay, I need to jump in before. Like, so I feel like this turned into an Archia Philippine LA. I feel like this turned into an Archia therapy. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to our episode on Archie's um, no, but that, that, that initiative that you show that you're telling me, that telling us right now, that's really good. That's really, really good. And if you can bring that up to the next level, they're gonna look to you. They're gonna actually, you know, that thing that you're just Talk saying that you. they're the that they're not talking to you a certain way, or you feel that different vibe. If they can look up to you in uh, like a higher standard they're going to automatically respect you. They're automatically going to look to you for, for guidance. 
right? So be, be you being the minority, you're already like, okay, there's that little gap, but you can close that by being that minority as well, right? And I think you can mm-hmm. do that. So, okay, moving forward, OJ, I'm going to get you to talk about this, right? How do we see the Filipino community move forward, not only in the workplace, not only in small groups, not only in organizations? How do we take away the old mentality of not being happy for each other and not supporting each other? How do we take away the gap from Tagalog speaking to non-Tagalog speaking or, you know, an English speaker versus a Tagalog speaker? How do we take away the Filipino from the Philippines versus Filipinos from that were born in the diaspora? How do we take away the roadblocks in order to see our community flourish in the future? What are your thoughts? You know, information is out there everywhere. And you got to be, you got to be really attentive in what you see. And I think the model is out there, right? You could just model it after other communities. But the most important thing I want to say for us is do what we do best, which is, you know, share. We love sharing. We're very family, family oriented, right? We like love being together. So why don't we exaggerate that and put it within the community today, right? Share, share small businesses, support each other. And, you know, if it's for the millennials, you, we have, we have to do the first step. I think we have to do the approaching. We have to do the first uh, move. And then from there, it'll all be good because once you make them feel comfortable, they will make you feel comfortable in return as well. That's that's all I got. Yeah. I think it's just a lot of more compassion and empathy towards each other and understanding. Because we all know how warm Filipinos can be. Like, we all claim that, quote unquote, binary and spirit. And like, there's the potential there. We just, we're just, we just need to get there. <laughs> we're just so close, but so far at the same time. Who knows, y'all? I might run for uh, president in the 2022 election in the Philippines. I might get that done. <laughs> yeah. But Archia, you know, after kind of just sharing with us um, what you have experienced, you know, how are you feeling about going back to the workplace? Are you feeling good about the opportunity and the potential that's there? Like what you just mentioned? I'm like, yeah, like I can see it there. And eventually like with time and what you can, you can't rush on anything. And also, mm-hmm. you also just got to keep in mind, you can't change a person too, but you can help like giving your like five cents, you know, mm-hmm. like be there. And my advice to you all, um, and this is something that I've taken with me on many, many experiences is that you cannot change what somebody says, or you cannot change somebody and their attitudes. And, you know, we don't, we don't understand kind of what their background or their conditions that they've been in or their experiences have been in, but what you can change is how you can react, you know, how you can um, pivot, how you can improve the situation. And it's, it's tough on your heart, man, when you always have to be the person to freaking fix it, (laughs) especially in our culture. Come on. But 
you know, that's what it takes. So yeah, if there's anything to take away from this, everybody make the choice for yourself to react positively for the good of the community. Wouldn't you agree? Facts. Yes. Well, with that, everybody, I hope some of you are able to relate and connect with us. Right. Um, Of course, feel free to send us your comments, your feedback about this episode, because we might have hit some, uh, we, we might have hit home, hit the heart here a little bit <laughs> with what some of you have experienced. Maybe your parents grew up in this situation or you've seen it happen in your community. So feel free to send us an email at contact at filipinofridays.com um, to uh, talk about or share your experiences. Uh, don't forget to follow us and share it with your friends uh, at Filipino Fridays podcast on Instagram. Thank you to Potato Corner BC for continuing to be our partner in CITR 101.9 FM. Um, you can catch us in our episode on CITR 101.9 FM every Monday at 11 a.m. for all of you Filipino timers. And yeah, OJ, last thoughts, comments, and close it off. All in all, I just want our people, our country to get what we deserve, to get what they deserve. Yes. We, we have so much potential. We have so much opportunity to, to grow, to be successful. And that's all I want for us in, in the future, right? We are going to be taking the lead. We are the future of the Filipino nationality. So let's, let's take it by the head and let's keep moving forward instead of taking a step backwards, right? And with that, We are the Filipino Fridays podcast. I'm your host, OJ, my co-hosts. Archie. Yeah, I mean, I talked most of the episode finally for once. So it's Archie. (laughs) And we'll catch you on the next one. Let's get it. We gonna get it. Let's get it. Let's get it hard. Let's go. Let's get it. Done in 2021.